it's my contention that the process was a success and not necessarily a success in the sense that the Sixers won because obviously that hasn't worked out but it was a success in that there's a ton of processors out there and they're thinking about the world in a different way and so the way that they interact with the world now is let me gather up a whole bunch of assets and ensure that those assets have their best chance of paying off and that those and that that payoff is going to put me in that position to succeed at the thing that I want, right? And that's really what the lesson of the process was. And give or take, or in, in spite of the Sixers' inability to figure that out, the, the fact is, is that there's lots of fans. Like, I was sort of this way beforehand, but there are a lot of fans that are now interacting with their lives and the whole world in a different way, which is I need to ensure that I have assets and that those assets can pay off. And I think that that's a tremendous success, right? To to view the world through a lens of things are likely to fail, so I need a closet full of assets. Yes. That's a tremendously different way to look at the world than I think most sports fans have in the past, certainly, and certainly most just people in general, you know, and, and I think that that's the true success of the process. True. And, that's my and I agree with you. And and, and it's cool because I think what you're, what you're really talking about is there, there in life, there are these layers of process, right? Like, like everything and every decision that we make, right? We should have a process that gets us to the answer. Kind of like, um, right from wrong, you know what I mean? Like, like when you're a kid and, and you got buddies egging you on to do something or whatever, you know what I mean? Like smoke a cigarette for the first time, right? Like there's this moment where I think most kids, you feel like you feel something like, wait a minute, like something in your gut that's telling you like there's this danger about it or whatever. Like as a kid for me, like when I, when I felt that, my process was, wait a minute, that feeling usually is connected to something bad. And when I would get that feeling, I would immediately like turn away or, you know, get away from that situation. Because I knew that that feeling was a was a feeling for something that like there's nothing but bad to come. And that was my process. So now even in life, when I make decisions you know like there's a process in place of like that feeling and it's not like a feeling of like you know that it, it makes you you know a, a risk adverse or anything like that it's 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 a layered thing you know like that's not the same feeling that i have when i feel excited about something or i feel like something has the possibility to be great but then there's like the nervousness feeling which is what i got when i played football Every game, I got a nervousness, which was different from that, you know, sense of like fear or, you know, that unsettled feeling when the first time I was pressured to smoke a cigarette. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, so through life, there's all these layers that are processing that you do mentally. And what you hope is for my, like as a processor myself, which I consider myself now, um, and I do give Sam Hankey and the Sixers a lot of credit for my my process or at least helping me understand what those things were um what it is is that like 
every level, every layer of processing, you, you really should be going through the same steps and coming to the same answers, you know, or the same processes for the answers. You know, the whole idea of like being a good hearted, kind hearted person that, you know, and, and no matter how many, you know, if you run into a mean person, you know, you shouldn't completely adjust your approach of being a good hearted, kind person. Like how we talked about, what was that? Like maybe like six or seven episodes ago, but like every time you draft, you're drafting, Sam Hankey is drafting, we're trying to draft as much potential in the second round as often as possible. You know, the Rashard Holmes, the long, the tweener guys, the athletic jump out the gym, the Jeremy Grants, all of those type of guys, which to Sam Hankey's credit, a lot of those guys are still, a, are still around. You know what I mean? But sure. the idea was that, give me a guy that's long, athletic, that can guard multiple positions, and that's the guy for our process in the second round we're going to always draft. And yeah, we're going to yeah. be wrong on some, but we're going to be right on a few of them as well. And when we're right, they're going to be guys that are big-time contributors to a rotation. Just so happens it's not our rotation anymore. Uh, sorry, yeah, sidebar. That, yeah. that part, <laughs> that part didn't work out. Yeah. If, you, if you look at it like, like um, so the goal, my goal for this week was to keep working on this Dynamo DB book, right? Mm -hmm. And then look at, is there an opportunity here for me to uh, turn this Dynamo DB book that I'm reading into an email course, right? Because the idea from, from like a, the idea basically is that, oh, people need to learn this and you need practice and you can sell that. And so I was like, all right, well, this is this is a potential idea. And so I spent some time like while I was working on the Dynamo DB book, continuing to read up about it and kind of thinking about that as an idea. I actually think it's a really good idea. Um, but I decided that I'm not going to do it. And I decided that I'm not going to do it. And I to put it in like process terms specifically, it's because it's going to take a lot of my focus to do it. Like let's say it would take 12 weeks to do it well, right? Mm -hmm. And that 12 weeks for me is just it's too much investment in a thing that is off the, the goal, right? And the goal for this whole time for me has been, you know, build small repeatable products on Shopify, use those products to test a market, use that market as as a launch pad for what I'm trying to figure out for a business, right? Mm -hmm. So those small repeatable products, those are just a bunch of like Robert Cummington's and a bunch of, you know, three and D guys. Like yeah, so yeah, yeah. Really, those are my three and D guys. And this other thing I think is awesome and cool and a really good little idea, but is, and might be worth doing in a year or something, right? Um, but for now is not the right approach because it's something that I would be focused on that would take me away from the three and D guy focus that I need to have, right? Um, and I think that that's an interesting like sort of lens to look at because we're both in the draft second rounders yes part part of the process of creating our own business absolutely right? like, no that's exactly what we are like if, if if either one of us had a first round pick we really wouldn't know what to do with it. no no we wouldn't we need it and we can't even draft like shooters like 
Only only way we draft that shooter is if he's this if he's if he also fits the athletic, you know, uh, uh, defender who can guard multiple positions, which then he would be a top five draft pick. So like right. we don't even get a shot at those guys. We literally get like guys who can't shoot, who need development. But there's in there, there's these diamonds in a rough that are freakishly athletic. And, hey, maybe we can cultivate that into Robert Covington, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. exactly where we are. That's the phase and, of our and process. And it's, yep, and it's important that we, that we focus on that because at the, it, in a year or in two years or when it comes along, we'll have the business already established. We'll have done these like these little ancillary tasks. We'll have figured out how to handle taxes. We'll have the correct accountant. Like we'll have all those sort of things figured out so that when we do have a first round opportunity, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we do have that top five pick, we're able to A pick well. Yes. And B, um, you know, we're not gonna fumble yeah. uh, fumble a year in because of something that we didn't do. Yeah, and and think of it this way: if you can grow and develop Jeremy Grant, Robert Covington, right? Like, then you absolutely should be able to. Essentially, if you're the, you know, essentially, you should be able to grow and develop the guy who has the shot in the talent in the. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit of a different process, but you would think that as long as you approach it the same exact way that you approach growing. Jeremy Grant and Robert Covington, then you should be able to grow Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Problem that I think the Sixers have, and just to real quick close the chapter on that, is that when you listen to the media and the beat reporters and the people in the know, Brett Brown and that organization did not grow Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid the same way they they grew Robert Covington and Jeremy Grant. You know, doesn't seem they, like- yeah they coddled and took care of and. You know, like basically treated them like, you know, Kings, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and gave them everything they wanted. Meanwhile, they made Robert Covington and, you know, Jeremy Grant work for everything. And look at them now. Both of those guys are going to be long NBA careers and are probably going to exceed what their potential was. You know, it's the Miami Heat theory, baby. When you think of the Heat, man, Jimmy Butler is treated no different than, than the last guy on that bench, man. And that's their theory. You know, like LeBron, sorry, Maverick Carter, Rich Paul, all those guys, they got to go home now. You in Miami culture. Only person flies on this plane is you. You know what I mean? Like that 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 mentality. You make everybody work hard, even your, even your star players. And everyone will reach their potential. And that's what we have here, man. Yeah, and I think that that's what the that's what the application of this podcast, and I think that that's what you know the the approach of your your business ideas, which is like you know you're right now you're kind of like the, the talk and figure it out mode. Right now I'm in a sort of like learn the skills and develop small projects mode, and like you know we're gonna keep doing those things so that we have a repeatable stair mm-hmm. step approach, just like you know, Rob Walling says. And I've I've linked that blog a few times, and I'll link it again, but. Like, so that we can say like, oh, Vernon, you know, started business X and, you know, learned these three things from it. And so now he starts business Y and he's going to follow that same playbook and, you know, make changes where you have to, because sometimes you have to make changes, but, you know, repeatable steps with repeatable outcomes 
to get you repeatable business. That's the focus. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So how was your week? How was yeah. your week? We did we did mine with Dynamo DB. Yeah. So my mine was pretty good. Mine was uh, really solid actually. Um, I started doing some 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 real research here on uh, what I think my Robert Covington is, and I can share now because I, you know I'm not sharing any like everyone's already doing it. It's not what we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. I think that'll be a part of it, but I think. That might be like, you know, a late first round, what we talked about last week, okay. right? So, but I think my, my Robert Covington is, I'm about to start packaging, and you've told me this already uh, countless times. Keep it simple, and I'm about to start packaging up and selling my rubs. Um, yeah. yeah, so like, uh, keep it simple. Yeah, right? You've, you've already told, you've told me countless times, just, uh, you know, do it. I have something, it doesn't cost a whole lot. So, uh yeah, all of that stuff is in the works. I'm actually, uh, you know what? I found some stuff like even Amazon. I didn't realize Amazon, Amazon, you know, did a lot of wholesaling on there on that platform. I didn't realize you could even go through a platform like Amazon, which is, you know, even through their prime, they, they wholesale spices and their wholesale spice uh, per ounce prices are better than some of the ones that I found that like, you know, larger like restaurant supply um, wholesale suppliers and stuff like that so that was pretty dope once i saw that i was like why not you know i'm going to be using the spices anyway worst case scenario i just got a ton of good rubs already ready made up for me to use um <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm uh I'm, I'm in the middle of that i'm actually you know just trying to do as much homework on just costs you know what i mean like i want to get like the best price for containers i want to get the best price for you know all this you know my seasonings that i use in it i actually been um i got this dehydrator uh just recently and i'm starting to kind of mess around a little bit with uh dehydrating fruits vegetables and stuff like that and i also found that a grind a nice uh ground a spice grinder um an herb grinder that was a pretty nice price on amazon and i'm, I'm in the middle of purchasing that because that could change everything for me. That could take like now and I'm not just using just the stuff that you have access at your grocery store. Now and I'm able to like really start playing around and, and really start being like creative about what spices I do try to create. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm diving in. I got one spice already, so I'm ready to go um, at this point. I think my lane in. Will, all, will definitely be social media and building up all of that, right? And making sure, sure you have a way um, from a social media aspect to reach the people. But I think like part of what I want to build also is I, I want to like pop up at different like um, maybe flea markets, farmers markets, whatever. Just try to figure out where they all are. Start building, uh, you know, uh, some way of communication with those and just pull up with a freaking you know barrel smoker smoking joe oklahoma one of them like simple and just like yep. chicken quarters which are pretty cheap through the especially through like restaurant depot get a case of them you know and sure. basically get your peak your interest to the smell of a grill which everyone would stop at least for a moment even a, even a vegetarian and go dang what's that smell you know what i mean and then hopefully 
you know, you come over, what's that smell? We get you to try the chicken. Maybe you buy a quarter for, for, you know, five bucks and you go, dang, that seasoning, what is that? That is good. And then I'm, you know, to the left or the right, I'm like, oh, it's this seasoning here. Um, I'm selling that also, you know, and now, you know, I just got a $10 customer, um, you know, quite easily and someone who then becomes, you know, advertisement for me. So that's kind of like my second round pick way to develop what I got going on here. And it allows me to stay hands on and, you know, take kind of like instant data, which is if you try the spice and you really like it, well, you know, like, like, like the mom test says, oh, you like that. Well, here it is. Uh, would you like to buy the spice? You know, and I just get more data. So I'm going to do that. And I also spun this. So that's kind of my big epiphany. And I, and, and I think I'm like locked in, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm about to start making purchases and getting things situated. Um, but I also found about how that becomes possible um, without having a commercial kitchen to, uh, you know, do all of this cooking or prepping and all of that. And we talked last week about the food cottage license and it does exist in PA. Um, it's a real thing. It's a permit that you get that's attached to your LLC. And when you, you know, like any any time when you get an LLC, well, to officially do business, you have to get permits for whatever county, city, state, all of that that you're going to be in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just ask and, and fill out a um, cottage food, uh, a, a food cottage license and or a permit. And uh, that's how you're able to do business like baked goods, um, sell spices, you know, a lot of dry yeah. foods you're able to do through that. So that that's the plan. Yeah, there's a there's a cap. Like if I recall, yeah. it's like you, you're only allowed to do up to like a hundred thousand yeah, exactly. dollars a year. So, some amount. But if you get to that point where you're like, Oh man, I'm I'm making twenty five thousand dollars this year in spices, that's a good problem. Uh, very good it's problem. Worth <laughs> than making an investment. Um yeah, and it just varies from state to state. So the majority of states have different um you know different uh uh qualifications that you need in order to to be able to have the you know get the permit um it's all pretty much different but also like slightly the same like any any law and and permitting and anything and in state by state they have like their little things that you need to do um so that dollar amount also changes uh state by state as well but it's you know it's it's a simple you know, easy task. I mean, easy setup um, to do. Uh, so I, I'm in a process of it now, and, and I'm gonna fill you guys in on, on that journey. Um, but I'm locked in. It, you know, like I, maybe I need, you know, and I'm pushing it here, but maybe I need like, you know, two grand to get this thing started. You know, Ooh, way less. Yeah, I was about to say that's what I mean. I'm pushing it. Like I'm literally pushing it. You know, like yeah, that, I mean, that. maybe you would, and maybe you would end up with that because you would make some choices. Like you would be like, I want to get a new laptop. Exactly. Then, you know, my daughter's gonna use the laptop anyway, exactly. so I want to like that. Yeah, kind of yeah. Like there's the I could, I could see. Yeah, it. like there's a, you know, like there's a grinder that I've seen that might, you know, like two fifty. Like maybe I just, you know, I don't need it now, maybe, but I want to be able to practice and you know work on other stuff. And be able to try to make my spices unique or whatever. Like, and to me, that's worth 
an investment, even though it is early in the process, just so that I can stay sure. creative and play around. You know sure. what I mean? Like if I'm baking cookies, yeah, I got my cookies that are hits, but I would probably want to spend some time practicing in the gym and working on like a new move for next summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is which is what I would like to do if I get a grab. So I mean, like you know, two grand is like probably I'm stretching it. I'm pretty sure I'm stretching it, but. You know, and that's like paying for the LLC and getting all the permits, you know, but even still, I mean, the spices are literally like 30 cents per ounce. It It, it is what the average of most of the spices cost, which is like crazy. Um, no, it's a it's it's a it's a fantastic thing. I have a whole bunch of ideas around this. Um, so, oh, you know, you get you uh, know, you will be sharing. So, no, no problem. Well, yeah, yeah well, yeah, I'll, offline. I'll, give you, I'll give you the. Uh, well, yeah, but let me hear the first couple things right off the top. Shoot, sure, sure, sure. So that you have them. So step one is make sure that you watch the uh, Chef's Table Barbecue on Netflix. Okay. I've seen some of them, but not the barbecue one. I did watch that. Yep. yep. Chef's Table Barbecue. And specifically the reason why is that um, the way that you advertise on Instagram um, is you – you basically you can advertise by people who follow Ben Simmons, right? So if you were selling Ben Simmons T-shirts, it would make sense to target those ads at people who follow Ben Simmons. Got you. So you can do the same thing with people who follow the Chef's Table Chef. Got you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That path is sort of a direct line. Um. So you know, make sure that you you watch that so that you kind of get an idea of who are some of the chefs in the space that you're interested in. That's thought number one. Thought number two is there's uh, your business that you're talking about is perfect for Shopify. Shopify is a like basically a website platform that will it costs thirty bucks a month, which is not cheap, right? Like it's not it's not five dollars a month. You can get the five dollar a month or fifteen dollar a month company if you want. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Got you. <laughs> like, it, 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 in the position that you and I are in in life, which is, you know, we've we've worked hard and we've been fairly successful, set fire to 30 bucks a month. It's way better choice. Understood. <laughs> Done. Yeah. That, I feel the same way so, as well. Yeah. Um, it, you know, so you'll be able to set everything up right on Shopify. No problem. You'll be able to do it and set up your whole website. And then eventually I'll come in and make some stuff nice for you but mostly just you know go ahead you could literally set the whole website up by yourself gotcha um and uh i don't remember what the third thing was but i'm sure we'll, we'll keep talking about yeah it it's, uh, <laughs> nah this is all good man so yeah oh oh i remember sorry and then i used to work on this website called specialty bottle um and it's like super old school style. The people that run the company are really, really nice. Uh, but at least the ones that I interacted with. Um, well, actually, that I interacted with like all the people that run the company. So they're, they're all really, really nice. Um, but they run like a nice business selling literally specialty bottles, like high-end bottles. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to make like a rub and you wanted to put it in one of those round containers. Yeah. With like the screw-off top lid. Yeah. Specialty bottle, you could buy 10 of those bottles. So they sell high-end bottles for it, but in individual counts as opposed to most of the time you have to get them like wholesale. Yeah, wholesale. Bought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, three, you get a, 300 bottles. Well, you're starting a spice business that 
you're interested in doing and provides it's going to provide experience in X, Y, and Z, but you don't know if you're going to be in the spice business in three years. Exactly. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like those are two different, those are two different conversations. Yeah. So in this sense, it's worth probably paying, you know, a dollar 27 per bottle or something versus like 85 cents because you only want to get 50 of them and you don't want to be stuck with 500 bottles. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, so that's so that's where to get the bottles from, where to start the website, and make sure you watch Chef Table's barbecue because it's also it's also good anyway. But yeah, no, I watch it. I, I forget which one I watch because I, I watch all that. I prefer like street foods a little better because they mm-hmm. they go all around the world, um, which is like up my alley. Um, any of that type documentary stuff, but I do watch Chef Tables. I just haven't seen the barbecue one. I I, I need to get up on it though. Um, because I am behind. I seen like the first one, and I and I didn't even realize they were pumping out more until like people started talking about them. Yeah, but I'm on that for sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Uh, did you did you manage to you, one of your assignments for this week was to pick a book? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh man, this is a, this episode is too good. It's too much stuff in it um, <laughs> for us right now. It's so good. Um, but yes, so. I got to do it, right? So I had two books in mind, right? So one of the things that I want to read and we will read is about fear, right? Like I like lately I've had this um this like real like feeling about fear and and how like toxic fear is. Like fear is like probably one of the I don't even know is is it an emotion? I guess it's an emotion, right? Like, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I just feel like it's like, it, it's really like the root, really the root of all evil is fear, right? Like, um, so I wanted to read a book. So I've been looking for books on fear, but like, you know, nothing jumped quite out at me. But I want to get back to that because I do. Eventually, I want to pick a book about fear because I, I even had some questions for you about fear. But um, this morning... As I usually do, I'm on YouTube just watching like controversial stuff. I love watching like thoughts from people that like m- most of society don't agree with. So like people are going to hate me and I hate me, but people are going to like, you know, like shake their head. But I actually listen to a lot of like crazy stuff that Candace Owens says. Right. Like I I, I actually want to hear her point of view. Like I feel like, you know, she's off base with just like from an emotional level about it. But like she like some of her thought processes are very much just like um, not really like uh, I don't want to say, you know, dramatized in terms of like the way that some of our the social movements can can be from time to time. Whereas like, you know, she's very much some of her points I listen to and I'm like, dang, and it makes me like search. It makes me go search to figure out, like, she got to be lying because society doesn't see it that way. Like, where is she getting this information from? And then you go search and you're like, wait a minute, hold up. She is right. Like, that is a real thing. That's true. You know, so, like, I'll listen to her. And, I, and again, I don't agree with everything that anyone says. That's not me. I like to form my own opinions, which is also why I don't just fall in line with every movement and every social fight that comes across my desk because I like to form my own opinion. But so, well. Uh, Who's an American economicus? Guess is how they. I didn't even know that was a thing till I looked Economist, him up. But yeah. yes, he's a he's an American economicus. 
and he has a book uh, called the goodness I'm trying to pull it up for it. It's Discrimination and Disparities. He's actually written like 40 or something books. Um, this is like his latest work. I don't know. I heard his name used before, but I never really knew who he was or, you know what I mean? Like sure. not until I started to really like dig and, you know, get interested in some of this stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever heard of him? Thomas Sowell? Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting guy, right? Um, you know, he said he says he he takes a lot of contrarian positions. Yes, right? he does. Uh, he's a lot. He, he's one of those guys who like looks at the world from a different perspective, and it's good. It's refreshing. You know, it, it, there's always value, um, as you know, in my world at least, to you know hear somebody who has a, an opinion that's different, um, and uh, especially one that's thoughtful right yeah there's a there's a difference there's a difference between you know somebody who's just screaming because exactly. they scream and somebody who's you know i mean he i, I think he went to stanford mm -hmm. um, well i know he worked for the hoover institution for a long yes. time like he is a smart thoughtful human yes agree with him or disagree with him doesn't matter he's a smart thought absolutely human, it's valuable to 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 understand the world from smart, thoughtful humans. So and he's, that'll be this will be cool. Yeah, and he's what? He's ninety years old. Which is also just just being ninety years old alone, uh <laughs> you should you should stop and listen. Like like even, you know, I know uh you know, I know age everyone doesn't age, you know, with like, you know, an ex and really seek wisdom through their years of aging right like there are some sure. dumb old people out there you know for sure <laughs> and i know you agree we won't even get into that but uh <laughs> but um you know but this guy is like like you said he's thoughtful like yeah. when 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 i was listening and you know his he came up as like one of her you know like the people that she really looks up to as a leader um and black culture you know she looks up to as a leader i was just like i was intrigued i was like wow like okay let me go look and see who's who's she getting this information from really more in a skeptical way honestly like i'm i'm imagining like you know uh tyrone not tyrone biggums uh what's the, what's the dude from the Chappelle show uh, the one that didn't realize he was black but was with the KKK. But, oh, uh, what is his name? Yeah, that guy. I forget his that name, guy. but that guy. Yeah, not Tyrone. But I'm I'm like expecting like that character, like you know, like man, someone you know, because she she's got a sharp tongue, like she's very like emotional with everything that she yeah. she says and she argues. Nah, and, she's a she's a joke. Yes, yeah, she's a joke. Um, she she's but, a fire starter, but. I went and I listened to the interview with this guy. So the coolest thing was, is like, I was, I didn't want like some, you know, some, like I wasn't even interested in his books until I started to hear about his background. Like, all right, this dude came up in the forties in Harlem and it, his whole perspective is about like when he was in the forties in Harlem, like he remembers like the, all this ownership and you know, this this pride that black people had, you know, and this this way of life where black people did for self and really like in this book, in a lot of ways, he'll di he'll dive into it is he talks about when the civil rights movement, which is an unfavorable point of view, 
but he feels like the which is also a similar view to Malcolm X and a lot of other, you know, uh, I guess you can say like people who are pro black and really don't believe that as black people, you should be, you know, we victimize ourselves all the time. And his point of view is like how welfare and what it did to the black community and some of the other things that came out of the civil rights movement and how since then um, things have gotten better materialistically, but have gotten worse economically. And, uh, you know, it's just pretty odd. Like hearing him talk, he was very well spoken. He wasn't on the attack. He was just literally like he's a processor. Put it that way. He's about here's the information. Now let's talk about the information, not about whatever society is caught up on today. Now, here's the information, which I really love that approach. And I started just kind of digging around in some of his books. And this was the most recent one. And uh, I figured, like, I listened to the sample and I was like, yeah, let's we should do this. This is everything that our pod is about. You know, and it's a big part of the pod. Yeah, I'm excited. This should be a this should be an interesting. This should definitely be an interesting, uh, interesting read. He's an interesting dude. Yeah. Um, I've listened to a, a bunch of interviews with him, and uh, he's an interesting, thoughtful guy. Like, just like everybody, I, I don't agree with everything that he says. Agree. Um, but I agree with a bunch of the stuff he says, and I and I think that a lot of the stuff he says is thoughtful and interesting and and worth considering. Yeah. So and uplifting, should be, right? Should be real cool. Like I, I, that was the other thing that I liked about him. He, he, he his spirit was uplifting. He wasn't coming from a, a place of like, I'm better than you. Why aren't you doing what I'm doing? It was really from an uplifting perspective where at one point, you know, like I believe that in his point of view. And I was listening to one of his interviews was about like, you know, to understand the world. Like you basically got to understand that there is going to be an up and there is going to be a down. So essentially, someone is going to be poor and someone is going to be rich. And sometimes, you know, that doesn't mean that some, you know, it's it's a manufactured thing that is is through people making that happen. Sometimes just like when good thing, basically, like he, he had a point where good things, we always just assume that good things happen naturally. You know, like there's this natural thing where good things just happen. Um, and he's like, people never acknowledge that sometimes it's a natural thing that bad things happen and that's, and it's no one's fault and no one's doing it. Sometimes bad things just happen. And, uh, I thought that was just a way of looking at something that I have never looked at before in that light. And, uh, it made me kind of question like, man, I just wanted more. Like after hearing that statement, I wanted more. Cause I've never thought about like, dang, is he right? Like do like i don't look at bad things it's like hey this just happened but i always look at good things like oh look at that look at my luck like man like right on i'm having everything's going my way you know what i mean like but you know as soon as a bad thing happens like you 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 did this to me you know sure nah sometimes bad that's a a natural that's a natural reaction yeah it is it is but yeah so i guess we'll do it chapters one and two yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do chapters one and two of that, and uh, yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll go through that, and then you got any goals for this week that you want to you want to mark down, and I'll mark down my goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, 
honestly, it's, it's more of the same. But I, but I think I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really going to figure out more about what, what do I need in order to uh, apply for the cottage food uh, permit. Um, you know, just go ahead and reach out again to Legal Zoom and and now start taking steps towards uh, getting that permit. Um, and then I'm on Watch Chef's table as well. But uh, yeah, my number one goal for it is, you know, gathering that permit, just, you know, taking that next step towards making it a reality. Love it. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm still kind of stuck in this weird holding pattern because I don't have my computer. So I'm basically everything's on my work laptop. So I will uh, continue to focus on my DynamoDB book and then, you know, we'll see where we're at next week. Hopefully, hopefully we finish that up. Beautiful. So, uh, oh, just right. a last note. Love the. Uh, huh. I do like the image on the uh, the Spotify. I don't know. I guess it kind oh, of went on. through. Yeah, it did go through. Yeah, I like I it. I had a, I had a few. I had a few minutes and I was bored, so I made a. Uh, yeah, I, a I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. So let's we'll set that up on the Twitter account maybe this week too. So yeah. I'll put that on my goals. Set that up. On got account. you. I got to give you access to the Twitter account because I suck. Yeah. We'll, We'll take yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Next yeah. week. All right, man. All right. Take it. Easy. All right. All right.